Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I figured if you guys are, you know, either on your way driving to the Equip Expo, you know, this is real time here. So if you're on your way driving to the Equip Expo or you're, you know, couldn't come and you're still in the field or you're coming later in the week and you're still in the field uh, on the, on some properties getting after it or you're in the office or whatever you're doing, I figured this could be some some easy listening for you here. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little quick rundown slash preview. I know it's kind of like all the rave right now. Everybody's doing that on social media so that you guys know what's going on, where to go, where to be and all that. For those of you that are coming, but also for those of you that even aren't coming, I wanted to also give some information, a little bit of background about how all this started with the Equip Expo, formerly known as a GIE uh, Plus Expo, and how the community got involved and how you even are listening to me talking about it and all that. So real quick uh, story is a few years ago, uh, I started to get to know or I was introduced to a couple of folks with the GIE Expo the people that ran the show, there, there was two separate identities. There was a, a company called Sellers uh, Exposition that, that ran the show on behalf of OPEI, which is the ultimate organization that's now fully in control of the show before they shared it with a couple other uh, large um, groups or whatever the whatever associations that they're called, like landscape management, things like that. Um, but they've kind of done some different things. We're going to create separate shows or whatever. So the OPEI has taken full control, you know, now in real time this year, rebranded it as Equip Expo, everything you know and love, and then um, trying to bring some new exciting stuff to it to keep growing the show so that it's a good time for all of us coming to it and to look forward to going to it and so on. So I, I got to know this very uh, quickly over, you know, I'd, I'd say, what was that? Maybe like Three or four years ago now, maybe was the first time I was introduced to a couple of folks and those folks introduced me to more folks and more folks. And, you know, I, I finally realized or I quickly realized, actually, that uh, their head main headquarters is in Alexandria, Virginia, which is only a couple hours north of me. It's very close. It's right around the corner, basically, from Washington, D.C., which which makes sense when you listen further. What I'm going to actually do is after I get done jibber jabbering and setting all this up is have a an old clip from when I went up to Alexandria, Virginia is the ultimate point where I was getting to to meet with the OPI team. The president of OPEI, who is Chris Kaiser, was and still is Chris Kaiser. And he's been on my on my show back in the archives here last year or the year before or something. I think it was last year. Um, he was on talking about, you know, what to expect for last year's Equip Expo coming out of COVID and everything else. We, we even talked about why they made the decisions to postpone the show the previous year during COVID and all that. Uh, he's been on Paul Jamison, the Green Industry Podcast show many times as well, including only what, like a few weeks to a month ago he was on there. So he's always quick to share all the information that he can about the show and any other questions that we want to uh, have answered about OPEI and so on. But I actually went up there before all this, before all these podcasts, before he was on a podcast, before anyone even knew who he was, I started to uh, develop a relationship with him and some of the folks with the team. So I just went up there one time, uh, one day in the uh, went over the winter, and had lunch. Well, spent the day with them basically, and had lunch and everything, and and we got to know each other, and and Chris and and uh, Chuck and every everyone else there at the team, 
and the the relationship developed from there. And then you know you fast forward from there. I'm you know I'm not going to go into all the different details and all the different events that have taken place uh, over over the years. I've talked about that in bits and pieces on this podcast. Some episodes in the archives were dedicated to that. Uh, probably if you just type in the search on my podcast, if you just type in GIE or Chris Kaiser or OPEI, any of those would probably get you any or all of the shows that I've, that I've, uh, episodes that I've had on this subject matter, but same thing with the green industry podcast and Florida unfiltered, uh, you know, any, any of your, uh, top favorite podcasts probably ha- all have at least one or two episodes dedicated to this type of conversation. So if you type any of those key words in the searches, you'll be able to find that too, in case you're, you know, just again, looking for some easy listening. Some of us, some of uh, some of the, some of you as, as myself have like a good nine to 10 hour drive or, 30 in some cases, right, Phil? <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, you might want some things to listen to, audio books, radio, whatever. I mean, when you're driving through states, the radio gets a little sketchy because you're just picking up all kinds of different stations. So it's always good to just have like something something on, like a, a podcast or an audio book or multiple podcasts, multiple audio books, whatever. So again, there's lots of things to listen to if you want to get pumped up and motivated and learn some history and things like that about the the expo on your way there. But so just fast forwarding to now, you know, we, we have developed all these fun things together at, with a nice partnership, myself and the Equip Expo and and several other content creators as well, such as Brian Fullerton, Paul Jameson, and so on. Putting together new events a couple of years back, actually before COVID, right? 2019 was when I did, uh, yeah, when I, when I had the first uh, live panel. Uh, influencer live panel and then COVID had, and this was at the expo show. And, uh, you know, we had a, a whole panelist of folks have talked about this many a times, uh, content creators and the audience got to ask questions and we just had a good time for almost an hour and a half. And it was, it was great. The expo was like, wow, we need to get you a bigger room. Cause it was standing only. They gave us some tiny room upstairs that we didn't even know existed. And we still got that thing packed at 8am on a Friday morning. And they were like, man, we need to get you a bigger room downstairs and so on. So COVID happened. And then fast forward to last year, 2021, I decided to rebrand the Influencer Live panel to Influencer Podcast Live. It's still Influencer Live, but basically we're streaming podcast live, three separate podcasts, myself, you know, the LCR Media Podcast, then the uh, um, Kid Contractor Podcast with Caleb Allman, and then the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. Those three back to back with little five minute changeover break in between. All three of us are interviewing different guests. I'm interviewing Alex Kirby from Trifecta Landscaping. Um, uh, Caleb's interviewing Andy Mulder with Mulder Outdoors. And Paul Jameson is interviewing Mitchell Gordy uh, with Mitchell's Lawn Care, which is no longer even going to be a thing. So look forward to that episode when that comes out. Uh, If you're not going to be there, uh, you can listen to it later on down the road in, in the weeks to come because so we're recording these live uh, podcast with a live studio audience. If you come to the event, cause now they moved it. Uh, so we did that last year for the first time and it was still Friday morning downstairs in the main ballroom. I'm super pumped guys. You can hear me bouncing all around, but just trying to get it all out, out here for you. Um, it was 8am Friday morning still, but it was a live podcast format on stage, beautiful lighting. Kohler was the main sponsor, still is, had awesome uh, promo videos in between the five minute breaks where we switched over from podcast hosts and guests up on stage and had a great time. And it was all recorded live, like I said, and the studio audience was able, live studio audience was able to uh, ask questions on each podcast. So if, if you were, if you're there and you're able to ask questions to some of your favorites, so then like this year, you'll be able to ask questions, you know, 
ask me questions, ask, you know, our guest questions like Alex, Mitchell, uh, Andy, you know, Paul, Caleb, you can ask any of us questions and it's all going to be recorded on our podcast. And then we will upload that in late at a later date for those of you that couldn't come either to the expo in general or, or to that actual live event. Maybe you had another arrangement going on or you just overslept or whatever. You can listen to it after the fact uh, once Mr. Producer edits it all up and gets it all nice and puts it out, which the audio quality is phenomenal to begin with. We got it all dialed in last year. and We're just kind of plugging in and playing the same, you know, like replaying the same, uh, um, you know, format and everything that worked well last year. We're redoing it, doing it all over again this year and then just trying to add some extra flair. Like there might be some cool furniture up there on the stage, just kind of making it look even more uh, comfortable and, and just more um just more appealing, I guess, you know, aesthetically and everything else like that. So it's going to be a good time. And last year it was downstairs in the main ballroom where they have the keynote speaker and it was still standing room only. And they doubled the amount of chairs. It went from 200 chairs to 400 chairs and it was still standing room only. There's always some light refreshments last year. I think it was some really nice donuts and some coffee and water, obviously. So that's always provided first thing in the morning. But this year, because again, we just keep exceeding their expect the expo's expectations we are uh, you know they are moving us now to prime time thursday morning 8 a.m so 8 to 9 30 thursday morning in the main ballroom i think still about 400 seats might squeeze in a little bit more and see how that goes but Kohler's uh, sponsoring it again um it's gonna be a good time i just named all the guests and, and the three podcasts we're gonna be uh, doing that. I think Kohler is going to be maybe doing, giving some stuff away, some hats and things like that and promoting some things at the show that they're going to be doing back at their booth. And it's just going to be a good time. As soon as it's over, you can just head right on in. The show opens up at nine. So nine 30, you can just head right in. You know, you, this way you're not stuck in the crowd. You know, everyone will kind of already been in there walking around. So right after we're done, you just go right in there without having to wait for anything. And you just go right in and check out the showroom floor. Just have a good time. If you haven't already Hadn't already gotten a preview of it on Wednesday because they're opening up early on Wednesday, indoor and outdoor, I believe, at 12 o'clock. So that's pretty cool that that they're able to do that this year. And they just keep uh, doing these things to make things bigger and better for us. They keep listening to you know their surveys. If you, if you don't take those surveys that you get emailed every year, guys, I mean, then you just don't have a voice. But enough of us, I guess, have answered those surveys and have voiced our opinions on things on the different hours and man you know what why why does all, all day on Wednesday have to be dealer only why can't you maybe you know give us half a day or something or sometimes so like last year it was like three o'clock they open up the indoor like three to seven but no outdoor now this year they decide to make it I think it's 12 to five maybe something like that but they open up at 12 o'clock indoor and outdoor so they just they just keep expanding and making things better and better for us so we could just have the best experience now they do close a little bit early on friday but traditionally friday's got lower attendance anyway you know you might get that spike first thing in the morning those last minute things maybe you really want to demo something again or that you just didn't get to on thursday because thursday is the busiest packed day that if anyone can go only one day uh, Thursday's the day because it's open, you know, the longest all day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or whatever it is. So I'm I'm sorry, like not I think 9 a.m. to to uh, to 8 p- uh, to 5 p.m. What 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 whatever. <laughs> I, I, all the hours are getting all jumbled together. But the point is, it's open all day indoors and outdoors on Thursday. So that's like the main day, and we're kicking it off at eight at 8 a.m. with the influencer live. Uh, so. It, it, so sometimes it's a little hectic to be able to get everything done on that day is my point. So a lot of times people will still come in Friday early, get stuff done. But a lot of times people are start, or they got to catch flights in the afternoon or later in the day. So they got to leave early, get packed up or whatever they got to do. 
or they're starting their long drive home, like like myself, you know, a little bit earlier. They don't want to leave at like five o'clock at night, and then they're not not getting home till two in the morning or something on Saturday. So a lot of people start leaving. It starts thinning out on Friday anyway. So it just made more sense for them to shift the hours, right? Same amount of hours, operating hours, basically, but they're just taking some away from Friday and adding them to Wednesday. So fun time is the whole ultimate moral to that story. I think just trying to, you know, let give you guys some of the lay of the land there. Thursdays for me, I'm, like I said, it's the big main day. I'll be there influencer live at 8 a.m. It's free with admission right there, the main ballroom. So hopefully uh, free with registration. Hopefully you guys will be there. I'll see you there. Uh, if not, at the very least, hopefully I'll see you Thursday night at 6 p.m. at our annual YouTube rally. Uh, it's going to be again at Copper and King's Distillery downtown Louisville. You can just Google it really easily or put it in Google Maps or whatever you're using, and you should be able to find it real easily. Um, the links are in the episode description here, all of the episode descriptions for the past several weeks, if not month. I've been uh, promoting the 50% off uh, discount for registration. So if you haven't already registered by now and you're you're heading on down there, I mean, uh, I'm not, I think they cut it off. I don't remember what day they cut it off, but if you're if it's you're listening to this real time and you're heading down there, they they might have already cut off the online registration so the discount might not work and you'll just have to get your tickets for like full price right there um at the expo. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this on your way down, you already bought your tickets. So but anyway, I've been ha- I've been having that code listed as well as the registration link for the YouTube rally. It is free, but the registration is so that we can keep track of everyone who's coming, you know, uh there's questions there like what size shirt do you want? I mean, you know, it just helps us try and make it the best experience we can ha- have enough food for everybody, have enough shirts with the right sizes. I mean, if you're waiting until Tuesday to do that, then, you know, I've already long ordered those shirts a long time ago and things like that. So you get what you get um, and you don't throw a fit, right? Uh, <laughs> um, a nod to Geek the Freak there back in the day, Greg Chisholm. So but at any rate, it's a good time. Every year, we, we always get together Thursday night. It's a great time to recap if, after a fir- long first day, exciting day of the, the expo, uh, the first full main day, like I said. I mean, if you were there on Wednesday, you got that preview, but Thursday is the first long official day. So it's a good time for us to recap, talk about all the cool stuff, maybe some of the, the new new things that, that we're you know, seeing for the first time and you know just having all that conversation, meeting people that we've maybe got, gotten to know on social media, but now we get to meet them in person, maybe meeting people for the first time, you know, folks, maybe we follow on social media, like content, other content creators going to be there. Maybe we want to hang out with them and uh, talk to them and, you know, and just, just have a good time. And it's just a really great opportunity to meet and greet and network with everyone, you know, and just talk business, talk shop. There's going to be free food there. So everything's free except for cash bar. So if you want to have any drinks, that's on you. You know, I get it. You want to want to relax, have a good time. You want to get a beer or something like that. They have that cash bar on multiple levels. Um, yes, I said multiple levels. If you've never been here before, it's Copper and Kings Distillery, a, a phenomenal location, huge outdoor courtyard, nice in-ground fire pit with steps all surrounding it. Beautiful location inside and out. And the inside is the first floor is the distillery. You can take a tour of if you want to schedule tours that night. Then you got the second floor, which is the gallery tables and chairs for you to sit and eat a cash bar there. If you want to get a drink Um, and then upstairs, even more, the third floor is opening up this year. Last year, it wasn't open this year. They opened it for us. It's the restaurant floor. So there's more seating up there for you to eat as well as a nice, uh, balcony to look out over the river and downtown Louisville. So 
uh, really excited to, to, to take advantage of that. I really wanted to go up there last year, but it was off limits. So it's cool that as we keep growing and as we did a, a phenomenal job last year, and they were really pleased with our event last year, that they were able to change some things and, and, and access some more stuff for us, uh, allow us to access more stuff. So free food's going to be catered, like I said, cash bar, getting in is free. Uh, this is all thanks to our sponsors, uh Echo has always been the main sponsor from day one and all the other additional sponsors that, that are all going to be there. They're all going to have a table with some swag, you know, first come first serve. Right. I mean, I don't know if they're going to bring 600 hats and shirts and whatever swag they got, but last year we had 600 folks last two years, you know, before COVID and after COVID we've had 600 people show up at this event. So I'm guessing we'll have around the same this year, but don't really know because everyone waits to the last minute to register. So, you know, right now we're at like three or 400 something people. So I remember last year, the 600th person registered literally on Thursday afternoon. I was like, geez, talk about last minute. So, but you know, just if you're going to come, all the details are on, on the link in the episode notes uh, so that you know how to get there and I'll get all the information, any questions that you have, it's all on that link. If you click on that, as well as registering would be very helpful if you can do that. So we can have everyone captured and we know who's coming and so on and so forth. Um, again, it's not too late for that if you're listening to this in real time. So hopefully I will see you guys at least there at 6 p.m. from 6 to 9, but you can you don't have to stay till 9. At 7.30, we have a raffle. Uh, every time, every year we have a raffle. A lot of the, the sponsors, you know, AK brands, uh, have things to sponsor off. Last year, Skag sponsored off their 30-inch commercial mower. Uh, Echo sponsored off their 9010 backpack. I mean, uh, raffled off their 9010 backpack blower. Um, Cujo. Uh, raffled off some some yardware shoes. Uh, I think Jobber had a you know like a, a membership, free membership. Everyone had. It seemed like so many brands had so many different things um, that they were raffling off. You know whether it be a free subscription or free product or whatever. So it's going to happen again this year. I'm not I'm not going to say all this stuff. It's just going to be a fun surprise for you guys when you get there. But I have been promoting Echoes. Um, raffle their giveaway because it's pretty exciting and they're going to be, they're promoting it on their end as well. So I'm promoting it on our end. They're giving away, uh, basically, uh, a lawn care setup. You got your back, your 9010 backpack blower. You got your 2620 trimmer. You got some gloves and some safety glasses and some hearing protection. So, you know, you're, you're all set right there. Everything but a mower. Cause you know, um, echo doesn't really specialize in mowers, right? So, um, if you already have the mower, then you get everything else if you win that Echo package. So that's pretty exciting. That's gonna that that I think that's really gonna help some folks out. Whoever wins that, so that that's all gonna happen at seven thirty. Everyone gets a raffle ticket when they come in again for free. Um, so at seven thirty, you got to be in the main courtyard, and we will make plenty of announcements leading up to that to try and get as many people as we can down there so no one misses out. Because if you're in the bathroom, we call your number. I'm sorry, we're going to have to call another one. And that's exactly what happened last year. So again, I, f- I feel really bad about that, but we have to keep things moving. You know, we, we try, we tell everybody when you come in, 7.30 is a raffle. And then we try and run around, hoot and holler and tell everybody, hey, raffle's starting in 10 minutes or whatever it is. You know, 7.30 is coming up, head on down to the courtyard. And if you're not there in time, I'm sorry. Like I said, there's, you know, we do the, what, everything we can, but we got we got to keep it moving. A lot of people are, are waiting to see if they get, get their number called. And some people are going to head out and go down downtown to 4th Street Live. I know there's some great uh, places to eat and hang out there and some great music that's going to be there, especially on Thursday night. 
So, uh, you know, we, we don't want to keep people too long if they have other things to do. I mean, 6 to 7.30 is a good amount of time to hang out and talk shop and get something to eat for free and, and all that, and then still have time to head down to 4th Street Live. But if 4th Street Live is not your thing or you're just really caught up wanting to have a good time with everybody at the rally, then you could stay till 9 p.m. at 6 to 9. Then you then you got to go home. <laughs> you can't, you, you know, you don't have to go home, I guess, but you can't stay there, right? Is that the MTV Cribs thing or something? I don't know what the heck uh, the, the old saying was there. You don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here or something like that. Anyway, I digress. So that's my plans. Um, Wednesday, I will be actually at the tour, indoor Toro booth from 12 o'clock to 2 p.m. And then after that, I'm going to head outside to the outdoor Toro booth. So I'll be having a good time basically with Toro all day. Um, uh, I'll be also inside. I'll be at the indoor booth from 12 to 2. I'll be with Paul Jamison and, and Mitchell Gordy. So we'll all be hanging out there. I'm going to try and get some podcasts in if I can, but at the very least, I'll be hanging out and meeting and greeting everyone that stops by and just trying to, you know, get pumped for, for the for the rest of the week for, for what else is going on. See what, what Toro's got um, unleashed, you know, that they're unveiling uh, there uh, at the show and all that. So, so that's pretty much my Wednesday, you know, from 12 to whenever, you know, whenever the show closes, um, I'll be hanging out with Toro for the most part. And then I'll probably go out and do something Wednesday night, get something to eat with, with, with some folks and Thursday, but then, but I'm going to bed early, right? Like as Paul says, we, we, we got a big, a big, uh, a long day that starts early 8am on Thursday with influencer live. Like I start, like I talked all about prior to that, uh, prior to this. Um, and then, like I said, the YouTube rally, uh, throughout the middle of the day, I'll just kind of be bouncing around. I'm sure just doing different things, popping in here and there and other events, see what, what I have time to try and squeeze into uh, all the different things going on on Thursday, maybe check out some equipment, have a good time and so on, demo some things, get some content and then head to the rally um, uh, by 6 p.m. there. That starts 6 p.m. I'll probably be there early, but, you know, we, no one gets in till 6 p.m. except for me and the <laughs> the uh, the sponsors, obviously, so we can get all set up ahead of time. And then that's it. Friday, it'll probably just be a hangout, chill day. I'm not sure what, I, I don't really have anything planned for Friday. Just hanging out, probably have some, some good breakfast, you know, and, and Friday morning and just, just chill out, just hang out, check out of my hotel and just, you know, head to the expo, check out some things, maybe, maybe meet up with some folks, maybe. And before I, before I head home, um, and then get back after it again, uh, you know, back here in, in Midlothian, Virginia. So though, that's my plans for equip, just wanted to ramble, rattle all that off 22 minutes worth of rapid fire there. I think I got it all, everything that I want out of there, a little brief, you know, um, intro to the rest of this episode of my conversation with Chris Kaiser. But ultimately again, back to that is this is when I went up there to hang out with him and, you know, meet, just get to know everyone more. But I also interviewed him, um, with cameras. I didn't have a podcast yet. So I, uh, basically made a YouTube video, but I didn't actually put, I didn't, put that content out in one video. I just recorded all the content and I've kind of done different things with bits and pieces of it. Um, so this is just going to be a snippet of that audio talking with Chris Kaiser and talking about what OPEI is and, you know, where, you know, where did it all come from and that the, the equip expo originally J expo and their involvement, and all, everything all around that. So I think it'd be a good, Good, you know, a little bit educational, just like I said, some light listening, you know, nothing earth shattering, nothing that's going to necessarily change your business or anything, but just some, some easy listening, light listening, um, on your way to the expo or, um, out there on properties getting after it. So thank you guys for listening and, uh, I hope you enjoy. All right, guys, I'm here with Chris Kaiser, the president and CEO of OPEI, the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. 
How you doing, Chris? Good to see you, Naylor. Thanks Good for coming up. Thank you for having me. Um, why don't you explain a little bit about yourself? Give us some background. I'm a political guy. Started out, I've uh, been in politics since I was 16. My family's political, and so I ended up working for politicians. So I went to school from out in Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky. Um, ended up working for a congressman for a number of years, and I came out to Washington with him. Uh, he ended up being a big shot, uh, became chairman of foreign affairs, chairman of intelligence, chairman of joint economic. So I spent a lot of time on Capitol Hill. Um, so I'm a lawyer by training, but have a lot of politics in my background and worked on Capitol Hill. And so then when I left Capitol Hill, I started working in trade associations where we'd represent an industry before Congress. So forest products, I came to OPI from the auto industry. I represented automakers. And so I've been here now 12 years. Gotcha. So what is the OPEI? Like for most of the viewers, they might not even understand what that really is. I mean, we can understand trade, you know, but what, what? We're a trade association. So we represent manufacturers of power equipment, um, utility vehicles, power equipment. Um, so that's John Deere and Briggs and Honda and Yamaha and Kawasaki and Kohler. All the folks, Steel and Echo, I can't name them all. I've got a hundred, <laughs> right, right. but it's the folks that make chainsaws and mostly it's equipment uh, to service the construction business, the landscape business in particular, um, farming, ag, again, utility vehicles, golf cars are used in a wide range of applications. So we have a lot of products, but it's working equipment. So if you see a piece of our equipment out there running, somebody's probably doing a job. And so we represent their interests with regulators like EPA, the California Air Resources Board. On the safety side, we represent their interests with the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Um, recently, we engaged the White House trying to get the government to reopen because EPA wasn't processing engine certifications. And so having a voice in Washington to represent their interests here or in state capitals is what we do. So you said there's over like 100 companies yes. represented the OPEI? Correct. And... Um, how long has the OPEI been around for? We're not young. We're 67 years strong. 67 years strong. Wow. And now you basically took over the helm to help, you know, like take care of OPEI and move forward with that. Exactly right. Um, so we, we serve their interests. So, again, there's a political aspect. There's an economic aspect. We collect industry data. So a lot of shipment data. So if members want to see what, a mar what the market looks like, is it? growing? Is it declining? Uh, we track battery equipment and electric equipment today. And so there's a trend there. Yeah. So is it is it moving from gas to electric? So we co collect a lot of that data. We also do forecasting from that data. We have economists on a payroll that do that. So that's information that uh, our members get as well. Um, we own GIE Plus Expo. I know we, you want to talk to me about that, yeah. but that's a big, it's the, uh, it's our family reunion. It's our showcase. Every good industry needs a showcase and expo is that for us. OPI is the principal owner of the show. And so we manage the show. So where, where did that come from? Where did the GIE Plus Expo come from? Like <laughs> how did well, it start? Right. 35 years ago, it was more of a selling show. Um, GIE Plus Expo is a merge show. Um, and it also has a co-locating show, Hardscape North America. But back in the day, it was a selling show. And so buyers would come and look at equipment and you could buy it. But the nature of the retail marketplace has changed. Now, Big Box, Lowe's, Home Depot, and these folks are in the space, Amazon. So it's now changed a little. And it's why we have partners with Professional Grounds Care and the landscape community. Um, so users can come and look at the industry writ large, all these manufacturers in one space. And unique about Expos, we let you get on, as you well know, seeing you there, 
You can get on the equipment. You can rip, tear, dig, and do the kinds of things that make our show unique. Right. How long has this been going for? It was like 20 years ago or? 30. 30 years ago. I think we're coming up on our 34th show. 34th show. Wow. Now, it hasn't been a merge show. Back in 2006, it merged with the Landscapes show. Gotcha. Uh, And then a few years later, Hardscape North America co-locates with us. They're largely in the North Wing. And so that's what, it's about the outdoor living now. It's all things about the outdoors and all that equipment in one spot. Why make it private? Or it's it's a private uh, event. And what's, and really, for the viewers, what's the difference between private and public? It's not open to the public. um, And that was a conscious decision made. And so we wanted to make sure that dealers... Equipment users, landscapers, the people who actually use the equipment who are in the business are the ones that get there. You've been there. It is a big show. Right. It's a lot to cover in a day and a half, two days, three days. And so if it was open to the public, you'd have an awful lot of folks in there. So you can't just walk off the street Correct. and just be like, what's this? And just no. sign up and go in. You have to be in the business. Gotcha. Awesome. Makes perfect sense. Um, where do you think the future, where do you see the future of the GIE Plus Expo? I'd like to ask you the same question. Uh, young guy in the business, um, an influencer. Um, look, housing, this country's growing. They're building more houses every year. So the existing houses and the existing yards are out there. And so we want to make sure that the, the safest equipment, the most up-to-date equipment, the most efficient equipment, the cleanest equipment is out there and available. Um, much like the auto industry, the new, a new car is probably safer than an older car, likely cleaner than an older car, um, likely more user-friendly. And that's what this industry is becoming. So there's whether you're young, old, man, woman, there's a product for you. Our folks design ergonomic product and propane product and gasoline product and diesel product, battery product. And so there's a showcase for that. It's hard to keep track of all the new stuff that's becoming available. And so, and we may see it online or we may see it in stores, but this is the one place where you can see it all and you can handle it, you can use it, you can get your hands on. And again, that's one of the reasons it's not a public show. Most of the folks who come to Expo know what they're doing. They're familiar with equipment, they know how to use it, and we're comfortable letting them use it. Hey friends, Mr. Producer here, and I've been listening to Naylor emphasize route density on his podcast for over a year now. And I've encouraged him to take all this material and create a masterclass to put all of his knowledge in one place and share it with you. This is going to be a live three-week course. Nothing's pre-recorded. You'll have access to group live streams and one-on-ones with Naylor. Every session ends with action steps that you can implement right away in your business. Plus, you'll get a copy of the session recordings emailed to you. Hey, if you want to learn how to make $1,000 all the way up to $3,000 a day in lawn maintenance through route density, then you need to click the link in the episode description. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. What's one thing that you're looking forward to this coming year at the GIE? There's, there's always something new at Expo, right? So last year we saw some uh, lithium Zs, 
right? A lot of new battery. Lithium technology has enabled automobiles and stabled our products. And so more and more uh, of those products are coming into the marketplace. So we'll see some new products there. Uh, on the utility side, utility vehicles, more and more. On the utility vehicle side, more and more of those coming into the marketplace. They're displacing pickup trucks, right? They're more nimble. They're easier. They're right. uh, less expensive to operate. Uh, and, so, and we represent those products. And so we're seeing more and more of those. As a result, you're seeing more of those at Expo. There are a lot of also, you're seeing light construction, compact equipment. You're seeing more and more. So that it's general purpose for the landscaper or the hardscaper or the dealer is all the particular products in the space are likely going to be there. Um, we got dogs now, yeah. right? So that's yeah. that's close to my heart, Turf Mutt. Um, we had a great challenge last year. And how are we going to get people into Freedom Hall that go to the food trucks? We outgrew the South Wing. We outgrew the North Wing. We had to put food somewhere. So we put it in Freedom Hall. How do we get them there? Well, we had our dogs. And we worked with our partners in the city of Louisville and the Kentucky Humane Society. And we brought dogs in to get them uh, adopted. And the great folks that so many of our people drive in. And we're great people. And so we got some dogs adopted. And so I'm coming for the dogs. Mutt Madness will be back. Yeah. So tell, tell us about um, tell us about Turf Mutt specifically. Because some guys might be familiar with that if they've used the, the app for the GIE. Yep. Um, and just other materials marketing-wise for GIE. What, what's Turf Mutt and how that become a thing. Turf Mud is an education program. Turf Mud is actually a real dog. Turf Mud is a superhero cartoon character. It's in schools today. Got updated numbers uh, today. But three and a half more students uh, will use Turf Mud this year, bringing it to 70 million. 70 million students, teachers, and their families have used Turf Mud education. And it's to teach kids about the outdoors. We all know now we've got to get kids off the sofa, off their devices, off the joysticks, get them outdoors, reconnect to the outdoors. And so we're trying to teach kids how important it is. Nature starts at your back door, right? And our yards are purposeful. They, the living landscape serves a purpose. The oxygen we breathe, the carbon dioxide that's sequestered, the runoff that's captured, the rainwater that's filtered. We, we forget this, right? Oftentimes it's just aesthetics or what curb appeal, which is important, but it's also the outdoor room and the outdoor space and exercise. And we now know there's a lot of scientific studies. If you reconnect with the outdoors, stress, anger, anxiety can be alleviated. Um, Force have enormous strengths in, in helping us through tough periods. And so what Turf Mutt's designed to do is work at a young age, so elementary school, and now he's just been aged in the middle school, is to connect folks to the outdoors. And so the cartoon character was created early on about a decade ago. California, and it's, I'm all over the map here, but California decided as a drought response is, wow, landscapes use water, plants use water, so let's get rid of them. Let's tear out living landscapes because we'll save water. Well, lo and behold, the rains came as they always do, and so the hillsides washed away, and the tree canopy started dying off, and they're like, oh my gosh, what did we do? Exactly. And so the key is to find the right plant, wise water use, put the right kinds of things. Right. And so again, Turf Mutt grew out of that. Turf Mutt is a cartoon character, it's a superhero, Battles the bad guys, carbon creep, heat freak, dust demon, all the kinds of things that make it sticky for a kid. Like superheroes, this, this is a cartoon character, but there's a real dog, and he's actually walking around this office. He's here. He's your, he's your he's dog. my dog. Your dog. He got discovered because he's a good-looking dog. Um, <laughs> he is. But there's a, 
a cartoon character. He battles the bad guys, and that works for kids. Start out 300 schools in Sacramento, 70 million. So, so we're doing something right. Yeah. But uh, it's a superhero. It's a real dog. Clark Kent was the real person behind Superman. Peter Parker, the real character behind Spider-Man. But Lucky the Turf Mutt is the real dog behind the character Turf Mutt. So that's where little OPI put this into schools and it's grown and grown. Uh, we've been partners with Scholastic and Discovery and Weekly Reader. Wow, that's great. And next year or this this coming year, there's going to be dogs again there. Dogs again. And he's pulling, you know, he's a he's a rescue. And so he's pawing it forward. Any dog can be a turf mutt. Any dog can be a superhero. Pawing it forward. So like he's that. pawing it forward. We've even sponsored some television shows. He did three seasons of CBS's Lucky Dog. That's a Saturday morning show. That's in the education block on Saturday mornings for kids. And he just did his first season of Ready, Set, Pet on the CW this past year. Hmm. So it's now in television. Awesome. So for those of us, or the, for those who haven't been to the GIE Expo, GIE Plus Expo ever, what is one thing you can tell them that they should look forward to this year and why they should come? Well, you should wear comfortable shoes. <sighs> look forward to the experience. What we continue to find and, and, and engaging with folks like you is that it's an experience. It's not just a trade show. It's a place to connect and network and meet friends and learn about business and get some certification and do training and go to the concerts and go out to eat. That's what people don't understand about. It's one of the reasons we stayed in Louisville. You know, we've been in Louisville for 30, since the beginning, for 30 plus years because it's our home. And so the nature of the Kentucky Exposition Center, its proximity to the airport, the congregation of downtown hotels near the concert venue, so a lot of folks can walk. If you can just get to Louisville, drive to Louisville, land in Louisville, fly to Louisville, we'll take care of you. We'll shuttle you to and from hotels. We'll get you to the airport. But it's really community. It's interacting with others in the business and learning and growing. So if you want to get certified or learn certain, there's all kinds of training there. We have some new stuff coming this year. Um, I know we're going to let it out of the bag here, but um, we're going to have trees. So some arborists and women in trees and some training, specific training there. We're going to put a big tree in Freedom Hall. Um, but it's the place to come to learn firsthand from the manufacturer about the equipment. So you go to one of those booths outdoors. We also have 20 acres outside, right? That's the unique thing about Expo Right? is you've got – Acres and acres indoors, which is the traditional trade show. But we've got acres outdoors. So you can go to a booth. I want to try that stand on. I want to try this Z. I want to hold that chainsaw. I want to start it. I want to run it. I want to drive it. Skid steer. You name it. Yeah. They'll let you do it. Yeah. That's what you ought to look forward to. Absolutely. And like I've said before, um, on print is... Where can you go where everything is in one place, right? We don't always have all the different brands in our area, but even if we have more than one brand, it's hard to coordinate all that. Like some dealers don't or don't even have access to a demo unit for something particular or, uh, you know, they just have some and not others. It's just hard to coordinate all that. So going to the GIE Plus Expo, it's all there. And so, like, you know, every brand has everything, has every one of everything. Right. So you can try it all right there. Save time. And we need your help. Because oftentimes folks who may go for the first time get overwhelmed. Yes. Because it's huge. The yeah. South Wing is a yeah. really big building. It's actually one of the biggest in the country. <laughs> Again, it's one of the reasons we're in Louisville, Kentucky. So 
We filled the North Wing. We filled the South Wing. We're, we're filling up Freedom Hall, and we got 20 acres outdoors. So plan accordingly. So you got to you help us with the exhibitors is where the equipment is, where hardscape is. If you want to go outdoors, it's straight back through the – and that outdoor space is right at the building. You're not bussing anywhere. You're not shuttling anywhere. It's just outside. And so, again, comfortable shoes, plan – Plan ahead. Uh, get a jacket if you need it. Plus, the concerts are at night into the fall. It could be right. cool. It could be warm. So plan ahead. Try to look at Expo online. Know that there are going to be concerts downtown. There's plenty of uh, places to go. You guys have a terrific event. Uh, we have a new program coming out called Land in Louisville. But especially for the person who's like flying to Louisville, proximity to hotels. But oftentimes people don't understand um, if a man... Our wife brings, you know, their partner and their kids, and so they've got half a day to kill. What are the thing, kinds of things you could do if you're staying downtown or out by the KEC? They may not know that the the Churchill Downs, the home of the Kentucky Derby, is a right turn off of 4th Street. It's just in a neighborhood. It's just like a few blocks from Expo. Well, that's an easy day trip. It's inexpensive. They have a fantastic museum. Go see that. Um, Cave Hill Cemetery, one of the great cemeteries, um, is just a few minutes from downtown. It's where Muhammad Ali and Colonel Sanders are buried. Yeah. But it's a beautiful old hilly, and there's fantastic architecture. Um, the eight, the Louisville Slugger Bat, that museum is downtown. The Fraser Gun Museum is downtown. The Muhammad Ali Center is downtown, minutes from those hotels. And so that's what we want people to better understand all the kinds of things you can do or your family can do while your spouse is at Expo. You can tell that you're from Louisville. I am. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big fan. And it's what, what people don't understand is it's really compact, is that if you're at a downtown hotel, you're literally just minutes from, and we want to get people to better understand how to get there. You don't have to take the interstate. Right. You can take fourth. Or you can come in the Grinstead gate. You don't have to come in the main gate. Part of the challenge with Expo, because it's so big, is proximity and logistics and getting in and out. It's easier than it looks sometimes. So we need to do a better job and we help we hopefully help you'll help us help others is the best way to get in. What are the kinds of things you can do while you're there? Because there's another big group of hotels around the KEC. Mm-hmm. And there are things there. My sister loves haunted stuff. She watches all these scary ghost things on television. One of the most haunted places in, on the planet is Louisville, Kentucky, the Waverly Sanatorium. They have hours. They have business, they have business hours. Wow. Uh, but it's a really scary place. It's haunted. And uh, that's a place that we should tell people about. If that's what they're into, right? Right. Yeah. Because not everybody's into lawnmowers. <laughs> I am. You are. Right. But not everybody. They bring in their families and things. Correct. There's more things. Like I've known guys that have taken their family to the zoo after and just different things like that. And it's close. So it's proximity. Louisville has terrific parks, um, Iroquois, Seneca, Cherokee. There's this wonderful park system. Again, it's sort of downtown. All you have to do is access it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you this year. Look forward. Got to be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Well, there you have it. I hope that was uh, a little uh, informative there for you guys. Um, And once again, if you are going to be at the Quip Expo, I look forward to hanging out with you guys, meeting you wherever. You know where I'm going to be. So uh, if if you see me walking by, definitely stop me, you know, so we can say hey and and, and all that. Um, Or, you know, you can find me at those places. Like I said, Toro, 
on Wednesday from 12 o'clock on. And then, you know, the Influencer Live, 8 a.m. to 9.30 Thursday morning. And then the YouTube Rally, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Copper and King's um, Distillery on Thursday night. So hope to see you guys there. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode and until I see you at the Equip Expo, potentially, this is the Long Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.